Hello everyone and welcome to the Big Little Things. Hopefully you are having a wonderful day. I'm your host Aisha Mansha and I would like to welcome in the second episode of the podcast. In today's podcast I'll be talking about online education from a student's perspective and also uh, the pros and cons of online education. So I hope that you enjoy it and if you do don't forget to hit the like button and follow on whichever platform you are watching or listening it on and with that being said get your coffees and teas out and let's start the podcast Now before we get into our main talking points I would like to point out that this topic requires more than one perspective to see it clearly Although I plan to involve teachers, students and even parents but due to t- lack of time management skills on my part the plan was simply put into shambles. So keep in mind that everything from here on is my perspective and at the time of recording I am an engineering student in computer science under GTU. With that said let us begin with the most basic thing what is online education and why do we need it? Now putting it into dictionary words online education or e education means any education that takes place with the help of internet this includes youtube videos pictures websites video based courses or text material that is available to anyone who has a device that has an internet connection including the fact that some of this content could be paid or monetized Adding to it I would like to say that online education also involves attending live lectures seminars or classes via the internet or participating in MOOCs MOOCs means massive open online courses and yes I know some of you might consider MOOCs separate from online education but for the sake of this podcast I included that under the online education part When it comes to me online education involves online tutorials text materials forum threads and even YouTube videos At the time of recording this I have enrolled in more than 5 MOOCs on Coursera and I constantly visit forums like Quora and Reddit for additional support especially when I come across an issue that I am working on Although some of you might say YouTube ain't a good place to get education from YouTube has been a very important platform for me to learn some of the topics that are in my syllabus Now grant you this is mostly because my syllabus involves topics that are either too old or too advanced that the whole industry considers it wrong but nonetheless YouTube has helped me to get my grades up putting my syllabus aside as this is the same case with any every other course under GTU I'd like to emphasize that each and every website that I have mentioned earlier are free and they are very rich and versatile with knowledge By that I mean if you happen to tumble upon any issue or error regardless who you are or what field you are in there is a very good chance that there is someone out there who has already gone through the same issue found the solution and posted it on some forum or has a video made on it not only that if by any chance you are the first one to come across that issue by just posting it on a forum like quora you are most likely to get the solution for that in a couple of days now if the issue is uh, rather easy you will you are most likely to get the solution in a couple of hours too generally it depends on how active the community is at the time of posting your question but nonetheless it is really helpful This is one of the few advantages of the internet and internet online education. As I am talking about the advantages, let us get into our next segment that is the advantages and disadvantages of online education. 
The first advantage, as I already told earlier, it is very easy to find solutions. The second advantage is the ease of accessibility. By that, I mean you can access the content from anywhere, any device and at any given time, with the only constraint being the requirement of a stable internet connection. Now, since you can access the content where, whenever you like, it means that you can work in your most productive hours. By the most productive hours, I mean the time of the day when you feel like doing work. For me, the time between 12.30 a.m. to 3 a.m. at night will be my most productive hours. Sometimes this uh, kind of reaches to 5 to 5.30 a.m. as well, but regularly it's between 12.30 to 3 a.m. Now, I know some of you might be like, geez, man, you should never stay awake that late at night. And others would be in the comments typing hashtag sleep at night, someone like my friends. But wait, listen to me. My schedule has been staying awake at night for like two years now. So uh, it's perfectly fine for me. But it will be different for you. So if you're not someone who stays awake at night, don't try to follow my schedule. Anyways, getting back to the main point, your productive hours will be different from mine, as I already said. So be sure to find that out and try to work in those hours. This is important because working in your productive hours is much more efficient, as in these hours, you might get the urge to work instead of you have to work. And because of that urge, you are most likely to remember what you study more easily. For example, if you take uh, two to four hours for remembering something, you might just do it in 15 to 30 minutes. Not only that, you can also choose to skip a day or two to take a break if you are not in the mood to study, unless it is a live session of course, and then pick up when you are ready right from where you left. This also improves the productivity over overall. The next advantage will be that everything you study will be up to date. This is because updating the content in an online course or an online website is much easier than in schools and colleges. This is because of the fact that online courses and websites are managed by more than a couple of people whose primary job is to keep it updated. In no way I am saying that the schools and colleges cannot do this, but most of the times it is hard for one or two teachers to keep themselves updated every day and also teach the students the same. With that said, the biggest advantage that now we are going to discuss is the reduced cost. Yes, you heard it right, the cost of studying online is way less when compared to the normal way of education. This is simply because when you opt for online education, you no longer have to think of paying the different fees that the regular institutions ask, for example, tuition fees, transport fee, lab fee, library fee, etc. In the online way, you only have to pay for the internet and the course slash service that you want to learn from or simply use all the free resources that are available. In either case, you will be paying significantly less than what you will be paying for regular education. Moving on to the last advantage, it will be in online education, you could choose what you study. This is a huge advantage for those who are homeschooled, but for others, not so much as they have to follow a predetermined course. Either way, this is something I would like to put out there. Although this seems as an advantage in most cases, it is also a disadvantage in many cases. Personally, I feel this is an advantage if you choose the courses slash MOOCs correctly and a great segue for the next segment. 
that is the disadvantages of online education. The first disadvantage other than the last one I discussed would be that you require to regularly plan your study routines and a will to follow them. This might sound contradicting to the second advantage that I talked about, but get this. No matter how enticing the, that advantage sounds, unless you manage your time, it simply is not an advantage. What I mean by this is you need to schedule out your study routine and work on it. If you do not plan your study routines, you are most likely to be exhausted from studying as it happens with most of the things that starts without a plan. Not only that, you are most likely to be less efficient in your studies. That is, you will require more time to study than what you would if you are planning it out. So please make a routine and try your best to follow it. And if you are already doing it, hey, this point is not applicable to you. Anyways, let's move on to the next point. The second disadvantage is that online education, no matter how good, simply is not suitable for every subject. This point too, as the previous point, is not applicable to everyone. This generally applies to the fields that require performing practical assignments, especially those that involve special tools, hardware, and or controlled environments for those assignments. Now, this includes courses like medical science where students require to perform experiments such as polymers, chain reaction, blood typing, electrocardiogram, etc. Yes, I googled that one out which require very controlled environment and also special equipment that simply cannot be used over the internet. Other such course would be aeronautical engineering, which for that matter requires special tools and a physical presence for the workshops. Online education, simply put, is not for them. Let us move to the next disadvantage. Online education comes with a sense of self-isolation. Now, in the present situation, this is perfectly fine as everyone needs to be practicing social distancing, but in the long term, this is the biggest disadvantage. Why so? Because due to online education, you are most likely to work from your home or a coffee shop at, at the best. In either cases, you will not encounter any situations that can develop your social communication skills or develop your public speaking skills. Moreover, when you opt for online education, you do not get to practice in the co-curricular activities that helps you develop those skills and more. Which in turn also means that your language skills are also most likely not to develop in a way that the formal world requires. This disadvantage applies to everyone no matter what field you choose to study online in. Moving on to the last disadvantage, this one is also somewhat regionally applicable. It is the dependency on the technology. With that, I mean the dependency on the devices that you will use to study on and the internet that you will require to access that material. I said earlier, it is regionally applicable because some areas get a very good connectivity to the internet at an affordable rate, whereas some places do not. Putting the internet aside, not every student is capable to buy a phone or a laptop for online education for that matter. By the time of writing the script for this podcast, that is the third time, an article popped up which stated that someone in, the, in an urban area sold their cow just so that they can buy a smartphone for their child to carry out their online education. In no way I encourage that nor am I saying this is a good thing. At best, this shows the lack of online presence and sheer failure of our government in managing the education system under current circumstances. So, after taking a look at all the pros and cons, is online education worth it? Is it even important? Well, it is a complicated answer. 
For someone who is into courses that requires you to sit at one place or can work from anywhere there is internet connectivity such as digitalized student or computer student like me, online education seems the way to go and very important as well. This is because in both the examples I gave, the individual requires to stay up to date with the current trends and search solutions or some alternatives in their work over the internet. However, for other students such as those who are into medical science or aeronautics or chemical engineering for that matter, online education can only do so much and they should follow the old-fashioned yet effective offline method of teaching. So um, this was the conclusion of this podcast. I hope you learned something out of this. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to like, share and follow the podcast on whichever platform you are listening to this on. And also don't forget to turn the notification bells because next episode is going to be all fun and games. And I don't think you want to miss it. With that said, I'm your host, Aisha Mansha, taking your leave and we'll see you in the next podcast.